Welcome to ClearCast. I'm your host, Tim Dukeman. I'm here with our producer, Martin, and Pastor Dave. ClearCast is a ministry of ClearNote Church in Indianapolis. And today we're going to talk about relationships and laziness. Um, it's common for us to think that laziness is a quote-unquote work sin. And we can think of ways that laziness might affect our relationships, but maybe there's more to it, and maybe God's standard is actually higher, and we're deceiving ourselves. Um, so, Pastor Dave, what is relational laziness? Uh, well, as a man, I can uh, I can tell you a funny... Well, I thought it was funny. My wife didn't think it was quite so funny. Um, That's always how a good story starts. <laughs> yeah, I was reading in a, an article... Um, to my family. And it was talking about relationship drift, basically. And it was describing, uh, I don't remember the exact phraseology of it all, but basically it said that like a good marriage requires proactive effort. And if you don't like, if, if, if you don't do anything destructive, but you also don't do anything constructive, the marriage will still deteriorate. Right. That you actually have to do positive, um, good relational you have to invest positively for it to be good is this where secular people reverse engineer the concept of sin what do you mean Uh, well just that like sin will naturally destroy what is not actively maintained that that's what i think of Hmm. when when you say that but go ahead yeah well i i remember when we we first so i was reading that to my wife and of course i'm you know i did a good job dating she would say i did a good job dating her a good job winning her um, I was fun. I was exciting. I was going places. Like it was just a big brush of, breath of fresh air. Are you boring now? I'm busy now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm busy. I have a lot of responsibilities. And so, and the spontaneity that was really sweet to her in our early years, like spontaneity, there's a lot less uh, discretionary money to be spontaneous now. There's also a lot less time to mm-hmm. be spontaneous. And we're not able, I mean, we've got 10 kids. It's pretty hard to be like, hey, let's go on a day trip. Like right. you can't exactly say that at nine o'clock the night before and expect that that's not going to have its cost. Right. Um, I remember this idea of, of relational laziness. I remember a, uh, someone giving me the picture one time. They said, you know, if you fill up a bathtub with water and you put two boats in it, just like toy boats, you know, and you set them right next to each other, and the water's perfectly calm. There's no yeah. anything in the you know going on. The water's calm. That over time, what will happen is those boats will just drift apart. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's because there's wind and there's all these you know, Coriolis the, effect. Yeah, right. Sure, in the bathtub. <laughs> but the point the point that that this uh, this lady was making was the same um, that the article was making, which was just that if you're not putting in proactive effort into your relationships, they're going to be mm-hmm. deteriorating. And so I think one of the, at least for men, um, we just aren't, we're not, there really is a difference between men and women typically in the way that they're wired regarding relationships. And what I find is that men tend to, once the relationship is established, they'll work very hard to establish the relationship. Mm-hmm. But once it's established and secure, they move on. Mm-hmm. We move on. Once the marriage is established, we're on to other things. Yeah. Once the once the network of coworkers is established, we moved on. 
We've just, we go on to other things. It may not be other relationships. It's just other things that we may be more comfortable doing, more, um, more enjoyable to us. Um, I don't find that men tend to, um, enjoy just sitting and talking and checking in and how are you doing? Is everything okay? Um, they'll work together. They'll help each other. Um, they'll sort out conflict or disagreements, but relationally their needs tend to be much lower mm -hmm. than their wives. Um, and so I think part of it is that, you know, I think when God said that it's not good for man to be alone, I think that I don't know how much Adam actually realized that. Yeah. And we're sort of speculating back in there, but it's like, I don't know that men realize that their relational standards are too low for health, for, to maintain healthy relationships. Now it's not true of every man, but mm -hmm. it is but generally that's the case is that the women that, that God gave men, wives, husband, you know, put them together because she has relational, uh, she has an interest mm -hmm. in the relationship and interest in building it and growing it and tending it. Um, and so I think that's one way men can be lazy. They just get distracted. They get they're apathetic. You know, I remember a story one time, a friend of mine, uh, he said, you know, he was joking. He had learned, but he said, you know, I told you that I love, when we got married, I told you I loved you. And if that ever changes, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and he was saying what an idiot he was. Cause he's saying, that's how I, he thought mm -hmm. as a man. And he realized through years of marriage that that is not how his wife thought mm -hmm. and that she was not, that was not sufficient to keep her secure, comfortable, um, engaged in the relationship. And so I think sometimes men just, like I said, we just move on, um, and leave behind things that are, um, that are really necessary and really essential. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is often that our work is what replaces, Yeah, you know, we may work very hard at, uh, we work very hard at the things that are important to us. Um, I've mm -hmm. often said of lazy, of lazy people, I said, lazy people are, if you get to know them, there will inevitably be something in their life. They are not lazy with that they care about and that they work really hard at. Now it might be playing video games yeah, or it might be teaching themselves how to play the bass guitar, mm -hmm. you know, or it might be skateboarding or, you know, yeah. there will be something that they are not lazy about that they sacrifice time and energy and money for. Um, mm -hmm. it just may not be of all that much value yeah. to other people or to society. Um, and so rela relational laziness is not, uh, I think really it just boils down to not, um, recognizing the person you're in relationship with as your neighbor and that you have to have face time with them, mm -hmm. um, to build the relationship. So what do you think, what, what would you say to the man who says, my wife just shouldn't be so needy? Uh, what I have said to men who have that objection is then you should have married a man. <laughs> Or do you want your wife to be a man? So it's not a design flaw. It's a design feature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's your wife. If God, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's what Proverbs, Proverbs says. And if, if God's given you a wife, then you should presume that the thing that, that, that the most of the things that are important to her are not just terrible, sinful, awful things mm -hmm. that actually she brings different gifts and different priorities. And that together, the two of you are supposed to rub up against each other and work out the, the priorities of, you know, I've heard people talk in relationships. They say, Oh, well, um, quality time versus quantity, a quantity of time. 
because men always hear, yeah, oh well, you want you want quantity of time, and I just don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. And the wife will respond and say, no, no, I just want quality time. But here's the thing: you can't have quality time without a certain quantity of time, right? And you'll and you'll recognize it when what, what happens is when couples haven't spent enough quantity of time together, they will get in a fight. This is why people fight on the way to church on Sunday morning. This is or, or Sunday night once uh-huh. everything's done. As soon as they're like, we're in a car together, we're going on a vacation. It's going to be great. You know, we all held it together while we planned it and organized it and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as they get in the car to drive away, within thirty minutes they're in a fight. Why are they in a fight? Mm. They haven't spent any time together. Yeah, they've yeah. not. They've been working. Oh man, they've been working together, but they've not. They've not synced up. Yeah. You know, it's like, and so that's what that fight is. That fight is them relationally getting back on the same page. And so I'm all for like saying we'll get the fight over as quickly as possible so that you can enjoy your vacation or your trip or wherever you're going. Hmm. Like, right. but you should also recognize that that fight is an indication that you've been letting some things go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the normal and the day-to-day lives. Um, there's a question, of, you know, if there is there any place in which a wife is encroaching too much on her husband's time? Yes, that's possible. And it happens. But that's something that I don't think men should just hide behind and say, well, you just want too much of me. You just want too much of me. You just want too much of me. Mm-hmm. If you're curious, you could talk to an older, you know, an older man or, or an older husband and find out how much time he spends or what he thinks about how you're spending your time. Yeah. I remember before I got married, um, the pastor that did our premarital counseling said to, to Vanessa and me, or he said to me in Vanessa's hearing, he said, Dave, you're not going to be able to continue to work as a married man, the way, you know, the hours that you used to work as a single man, you have a responsibility to be home now. And sadly, I didn't learn that lesson very, you know, when he said it, hmm. I've started to learn it now. <clears throat> but I did not learn it right away. But what about, what would you say to the man who hears that and says, but I also have an obligation to provide for my family and I'm doing that. Well, why isn't that good enough? Provide what? Pro- you mean provide financially? financially, yeah. Because you have a lot more to provide than just money. Mm. Um, another helpful thing I heard a man say one time about, about money, it was in premarital counseling, it's not ours, but... I just had heard, you know, by the way, he had said this and he told the guy, he said, you know, when you guys, when you guys are getting ready to get married, you need to decide what your standard of living is ahead of time, uh, without respect to how much money you make. Hmm. Because if you don't, what will happen is you'll always, your, your, your standard of living will always be just in front of the amount of your income right now. Right. And, and so of course that's the top priority is, well, I want to be able to have that. I want to be able to do that. And so you're always going to have a justification Mm -hmm. for going to work a little more. Pushing a little more, picking up that side hustle. Oh, I got this thing. I right. need to stay up late tonight. Now I'm not be home for dinner tonight. Um, <clears throat> instead, what I'd say to a man is, um, you need to be at home with your family most nights. Like it should not be. It the strange thing should be when you're not home for dinner, right. not the when you are home for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm using dinner as a placeholder. If you work afternoons or something, then it's breakfast or what you know. I've got friends that work night shift. So mm-hmm. night, so dinner is not the thing they're there for, but they're there for the mornings. Mm-hmm. The fact is they make a priority of, of being with their, with their family, um, when their family needs them. Mm-hmm. 
So would you say, do you think that your relational laziness is kind of a male sin, or do you think women also do it? Or is it the kind of thing where women aren't as naturally tempted to it, so they tend to commit other sins? No, I think that, no. I think that both men and women fail relationally. Their failures are different relationally. Okay. You know, I would say a man a man's failure is going to be a failure to love. That's going to be he's going to be lazy there. He's going mm-hmm. to say, "Well, it's it's fine. It's okay. She just needs to be content. Look at all the stuff I'm doing. She doesn't know what burdens I'm carrying." And there's some truth in those things. Mm-hmm. Your wife probably won't ever understand the pressures that you you feel as a husband or and a father because she's not a husband and a father. It's also true you won't understand or feel the pressures that you know as intimately as she does about being a wife and a mother. But you're going to be lazy uh you know, you're just going to expect her to be okay with that and to assume that you're, you're out doing your best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be a lack of, of love when you boil it all down. It's just going to be a lack of love for the husband. The wife is going to be uh, lazy with regard to respect. There will be some very – men tend to – what I find is women tend to have a lot of, a lot of things that they would appreciate. And they're all kind of about the – there's like a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. That, that are meaningful. And if you hit a few of them, they can kind of, they can make their peace with you not having done the other ones. Men don't have necessarily a dozen. They tend to have just like two or three. Yeah. But if you don't do those things, it's really bad. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there's not anything else to fill it in with. Um, and so mm-hmm. what is it when, for, for the man? I don't know. It could be that um, dinner is ready at a certain time, or it could be that his, uh, clothes are hung up or it could be that his wife greets him with a hug and a kiss when he comes home or, or I don't know what it is, but there's yeah. going to be a, each husband's going to be different, but there's going to be a few things that are really important to him relationally, where if his wife's not doing those things or prioritizing those things, she could do a hundred other things for him. Yeah. But if she doesn't do those, you know, some of those things, one or two, you know, those top priorities, like he's going to be like, you're just being, you're just being selfish. And she's going to say, oh, everything I do is for you. And he's going to say, no. Yeah. I don't care about all that other stuff. What I care about is this, and you don't do this. My wife and I have had this fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so and so it's yeah. not it's not only a you know where men it would be our work yeah. is what takes us away with women if they're, you know if God's been good to them and given them children it's going to be their children. I don't have the time for that, honey. I don't have the energy for that. I didn't you know I, the kids. It's just mm-hmm. going to be sort of this catch all excuse. It was the kids. There was they were up. They were tired. They were cranky. They were fighting. They were hungry. They were teething. They were whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of that can be true. <laughs> in the same way that all the pressures the man feels at work, he's like, "My boss breathing down my neck. The projects due next due next week. There's layoffs coming up. My reviews in two months." Like, yep, yep, yep. All that's true. Mm-hmm. But you're married. Yeah, you've got a spouse that needs, in the midst of all of that, your time. Now, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm talking about this. I'm. This is a constant frustration for my wife. Mm-hmm. So me talking about this, I've learned a lot of what I've am saying from my wife because she's pointed out to me this is an area where I'm just an idiot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's like, you know how to talk about it, like you know how to tell other people to do it. Why don't you do it? And I'm like, I because I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I can, and as soon as you tell me, you know what, you haven't done this or that or the other, and that's been important to me for like years, and you're still not doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm. Lord, help me. Like, I don't want to continue to fail. It's a real area of weakness. And yeah. so she has to have grace for my laziness, and I have to have grace for hers. But we both have to acknowledge that we have it. 
Mm-hmm. I think in our culture, it's it's much more common to think that that men that men are just Homer Simpsons. They're just relational dunces. They don't have any relational needs. That's not true. Um, and that women are the perfect keepers of the yeah. relationship. And that's it's it's just not true. Um, there's all kinds of failures and ways to go wrong. Mm-hmm. But generally, I would say that wives are going to be are going to be lazy or make excuses for prioritizing their husband over their kids. Um, and uh, yeah, or vice versa, or logistics over yeah intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that men are going to fail in the in in dating, being romantic, <laughs> being home when they say they're going to be home. Yeah, saying no to their desires for their to, to be with their wife, mm-hmm. be with their kids. Yeah. Well, the other thing I think of is that um, if it's not work, sometimes it's something else. Like I, I know uh, we talked about um, in the earlier episode about how I used to spend a lot of time on social media, and I don't think I think in retrospect I was being um, I was being lazy with my wife because I would be physically present with her, but I'd be on Facebook yeah. instead and. Like our tendency as men is to want to be doing something all the time. And sometimes the thing you ought to be doing is actually like looking your wife in the eyes and connecting with her. Um, Yeah. I often have said in our church and I was just talking to my son about this um, earlier this week. I said, I've always defined hard work as doing the work that's hard for you. Hmm. But that's actually what a hard worker is, is someone who does the work that's hard for them sitting, you know, what did you accomplish sitting down and, talking to your wife about her day and the relationships she had or the conversations or the what, I mean, not just the logistics, but like where her heart's at in that, mm-hmm. how she felt about it and what she's thinking. Like what, at the end of the list, like what, what did you accomplish? Mm-hmm. I can be like, Oh, well I could have been on social media saving the world talking about politics or, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, but one is much more valuable mm-hmm. than the other. And it's, it's not, it's not the social media warrior that's that's creating real value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, being present. Um, and I think what I what I've said to a lot of men about relational laziness, and this is this is all stuff I've learned through the conflicts my wife's been willing to have with me to teach me these things, is is this idea of being present. Like, I think a lot of men they work real hard and then they come home and they and they they're not all wrong in thinking like my home is my it's my, it's my, it's the downtime place. It's, I'm not at work. I'm not mm-hmm. having pressures. But the thing is, if you're married and you have kids, you have work there too. Right. Right. And, but you don't have a boss that's watching over you mm-hmm. unless you have a wife who's the boss <laughs> watching over you. Um, but she will, but, but you could call it, we could call it that way and say, oh, well, she shouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, or we could more accurately say she's being helpful to you. Mm-hmm. And in a way that where you want to come home and just veg out and just get on social media or watch a movie or the game or whatever it is you want to do. And she says, Hey, there's people in this world that all have your last name and they need you like, mm-hmm. and you're only here a few hours a night. So these, these need to be our hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being able to, I think one of the things men have to learn to do is communicate ahead of time what they're relationally to think of your wife and to say, Hey, this is what I've got going on. Or, Hey, I'm not going to be home or, or tonight I'm looking forward to this or I need to do that. Just simply 
helping her have expectations for what you're going to do, yeah. what you need to do, why. Because what you might think, well, that's just that, that's not going to accomplish anything. And I'm going, well, actually, if you'll call her and tell her that, what it communicates to her is that as your life was going on, she was a priority. You were thinking about how it, what you're doing is going to affect her. Right. And so simply calling her and saying, honey, I'm not going to be able to be, I'm not going to be home. I'm not going to make it to the kid's game or, or I'm, I've been, I'm so tired. I need to go to bed. Like I've got, I've had early mornings. I've got an early morning tomorrow. Like I, I'm not going to be like, it's like, yeah, you're, you're actually not doing the relational sitting and caring for your wife, but you are caring for her and telling her this is, I was thinking about you as Mm -hmm. I was processing my own life. Right. And that I found to be. Um, a lot better than nothing in terms of it's, it's not a, like, Oh, well, you can say that. And then you don't have to put in the effort later. Right. But it's, it's actually a communication and a, you were important enough for me to tell you this instead of for you to fall asleep on the couch or come home and get in a big fight. Cause you didn't tell her mm-hmm. these pressures, those struggles, these limitations ahead of time. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot about how we often are willing to put the time and effort into things that are important to us outside of relationships and even outside of work. Like if we really care about watching the football game, um, like something I do is I will try to, as much as possible, clear my schedule for at least the first weekend of the NCAA men's basketball tournament every year. Uh, So I can watch a bunch of games. There's like 16 games a day the first two days. Um, and so I don't watch the whole game of all 16. That would be nuts. Right. But but I do watch a lot of basketball those two days especially. Um, and and that's, that's something that's trivial because there's going to be another tournament the next year. Um, and I, I just think about, like, the, w- there are things that are important to us that we do, like, find ways to make sure they happen. Um, and we ought to have that sort of mindset for, for our wives and our children mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the other thing I think about, too, is that, um, like, this is me in particular. Most of the time, if there's a problem in my marriage, I don't see it until my wife points it out to me. That is almost always what happens. Um, and what I th- and I think that's a failure on my part, that um, if I actually, like, sat down and thought about how my marriage is going more often, I could probably figure it out. Like, actually... it's like we, there's a sense in which thinking of men as like Homer Simpsons and relational dunces is a cop-out because it removes the responsibility from Mm -hmm. us to actually sit down and figure out what's going on. Um, If if the car breaks down, we can go into diagnostic mode. But if if the marriage is breaking down, we're like, oh, well, that's that's an an inscrutable mystery. (laughs) And so... I don't know. Those are those are just some things I think about when when I talk when I think about relational laziness is that we have we have a tendency to offload responsibility. We have a tendency to not put the time in that could actually produce the results we want. Um, any any final thoughts on that, Pastor Dave? I mean, it's. I think most of the Christian life, in whatever topic we're talking about, is going to boil down to you making uh, proactive effort. Mm. in this area if your if your view of husbandry is if it ain't fixed if it ain't broke don't fix it and i have a real high threshold for when it's actually broken like like unless it's like really really broken then you're lazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're lazy like 
I mean, the things we care about, we take the time and spend the money to make sure they're maintained. Yeah. Yeah. So my challenge to um, our listeners is that um, Pastor Dave recently preached through Matthew 6, and it says, I had never thought of this before, but um, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so let's let's treasure our lives, because that's where, where we put our treasure is where our heart's going to be. Yeah, and I think, you know, at the risk of offending or stepping on toes, um, your wife is not the perfect keeper of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And you, as if your if your husband listening to this, you actually have a responsibility to tell her what your needs are, to take the time to figure your own self out and figure out what's important to you, mm-hmm. and not just accept everything that's given to you and, and think that that's uh, just how it's supposed to be. Um, but your wife actually needs your help and leadership in figuring out what she how she can invest the best way in your relationship. Right. You actually have to work together on this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's going to mean fighting, and it's going to mean. Uh, disagreements and it's going to mean needing to forgive each other and uh, uh, multiple times because you know this this stuff's hard um but your work you know everyone works hard you're a financial advisor tim part of you know you want people to uh work real hard so they don't have to work forever mm-hmm. and so men at some point your work it's gonna stop yeah you should it, you, you should want it to stop uh in some level you know or to scale back uh, your, you wives, your, your children, if you've done a decent job, they're going to leave your house Yeah, and you're going to end up spending the majority of your married life, just the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and so if it's you so sad to see all those people who their kids move out and then they get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And so it can't be the, it can't be the bare necessities that hold you together. Um, you have to work at the relationship. And you have, and that that's going to require a lot of uh, humility. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I it drives me nuts when I hear men um, when when I see their wives making effort to show them that they're failing at something, and the wife's right, the husband's failing at it, mm. and his answer is, "Well, you just need to trust me because I'm the head of the house." Mm-hmm. I'm Oof. like, dude, you're such a fool. Like, <laughs> like if you think you know everything, then you're placing yourself in judgment over God who said it wasn't good for you to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually you should, you should regard what your wife has to say to you, even if she doesn't say it perfectly. Right. Cause none of us ever do. Right. Yeah, sometimes you're Nabal and your <laughs> wife is Abigail. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's like your job as a husband relationally, when your wife is like fit to be tied because you've been dropping the ball and failing so miserably that like she's had it. Mm-hmm. Like you still should listen to what she says. Cause right. There's going to be good, necessary things for you to learn in there. Um, and you should also not just accept, you should also tell your wife what you need from her. Like mm-hmm. in the end, uh, I think relationships, part of the reason, you know, maybe it's laziness, um, but relationships are hard because it requires vulnerability. Yeah. You know, it's hard for us to admit that we need something. Yeah. I realized with my wife, we had some massive conflicts at different points because I would, I would like kind of let my need be known. And the minute there was any like, well, I don't know about that, then it'd be like, oh, well, I don't actually need that. I'm fine. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was really frustrating for her because it was like, do you actually want this or do you not? Like, yeah. do you care? Or do you not care? Because you keep saying you don't care and then you get upset. And I had to realize, oh, actually I have needs. Like yeah. I actually, and, and finding the balance of where, um, 
just because I have needs don't mean those needs become the all important thing that everybody in the house has to meet. And my need is supper on the table at five o'clock and it doesn't matter who was sick. It doesn't matter what happened. Like I'm going to be so angry if I don't get my need met. Finding that balance of saying, well, yeah, it actually does kind of, it, it kind of bothers me when this particular thing isn't done, but I can roll with the fact that all of our needs in this household have to mm-hmm. have to come into consideration. Um, but it was yep. a big deal when I finally realized, oh, you know what? I need to actually articulate this and then not back down from the articulation. Just be reasonable about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this this whole issue of relationships is, exa- is the difficulty of it is exacerbated by social media. Mm-hmm. Because people have, there's a whole generation that's coming up that has interacted has learned to interact with people via a screen and not real life. (laughs) Mm. Well, the problem is you can't do that in marriage. Yeah. You have to relate with a real person. And so you're much less likely to behave in person the way that you would behave online. Mm -hmm. However it is you would behave online, you're not going to behave that way in person. Mm. And so then you have this, 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 this growing uh, inability to know how to deal with conflict, how to relate to people, how to talk to them, how to hear criticism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think online, like, what do you do if someone criticizes you? You either ignore them block or them. you block <clears throat> them, like, or you attack them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, but none of those things are viable options in a marriage. Right. <laughs> like if your husband comes and says, honey, this is, I need this from you. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to say, well, you can't need that from me. Yeah. Right. I mean, what, what? Yeah, he, you're his wife. Of course he can need that from you. Right. Doesn't mean he'll always get it, but it does mean you're the only one who can provide it. Yeah. Or you're the one who's supposed to provide it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. you know, he can't go buy it off the shelf like a box of cereal. Yeah. And the yeah. same is true for the wife. It's like, well, she's given her life to you. Like, where else is she supposed to go get what she needs? Mm-hmm. Right. She, so she tells you you're, you need to do this, then she's, mm-hmm. you need to listen. Yeah. Um, Forsaking so, all others. Yeah. 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 And so it's a, it's, it's a real work. And, um, it, I think the vulnerability, you know, we, we get lazy because we get tired of getting hurt. Sometimes maybe our relational laziness is the result of being hurt and not, and not forgiving mm-hmm. or not knowing what to do, maybe not being prepared. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole podcast has turned into us talking about, uh, relational laziness and marriage. I, maybe that's just because that's where the stakes are the highest. Yeah. But the principles that we're talking about apply in every other relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's at work or extended family or among siblings or with your children. Um, the idea that you're going to withdraw because you've been, and be lazy uh, because you've been hurt is just not an acceptable. It's not the right, it's not the right answer to the problem. Right.